Sophie and I both have our own ways of thinking about and writing music that I think really complements each other. We're literally sitting here at the keyboard writing every note together. I think a lot of what we brought to Roslyn in terms of making the sound contemporary is our love of pop music and kind of our musical backgrounds. I think in a lot of our scores, Sophia's voice has kind of become our secret weapon. When she sings and we layer it and loop it, it kind of really helps to embody certain characteristics of some of our leads and our stories and really kind of speaks to their inner thoughts. I'm Ian Holquist. And I'm German Lace. And we wrote the original score to Rosalind. Reading the script for Rosalind was really exciting. It really spoke to the rom-coms and like high school films from the early 2000s. Like, can't hardly wait, she's all that. And I loved the new take on Romeo and Juliet. And to then find out that this character, Rosalind, um, is actually in, you know, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet was also really interesting. I think the overall sound of this score is kind of Renaissance pop. We used a lot of actual Renaissance instruments and orchestra, but it's really used in a pop setting with synths and electronic drums. It was kind of on us to figure out how to still have it be a score, but also feel contemporary and still grab the feelings of these young kids in Verona. Something that the characters were listening to themselves. And I think so much of what Rosalind stands for in the film is something that's so contemporary, you know, like her wanting to stand up for herself, wanting to be um, educated, wanting to do all these things that a lot of women at the time couldn't do. So I think really getting into her head and having that rebellious streak of hers come out into music uh, lent itself really well to kind of the pop language. Rosalind, I met a boy. Let me guess, Romeo Montague, isn't it? How do you... Everybody knows Romeo Montague. Before we wrote a single note of the actual score for the film, we were asked to come up with these Renaissance pop arrangements. But the band obviously had to fit the movie, so it had to be a Renaissance ensemble. So the band has a string player, uh, a percussionist, a harpsichord, uh, a lute player, and... A clarinet player, but it's like a Renaissance flute. Oh, a Renaissance flute. Yeah, we had all of these amazing flute players um, in New York City come out and, you know, bust out their, like, Renaissance recorders and... Um, Baroque flutes. Baroque flutes. Um, and then on the actual score, we also had a harp and piano. Mm -hmm. And then we had a, a string ensemble. What's the difference between a lute and a flute? Uh, <laughs> a lute is a guitar-like instrument, where a flute is the woodwind, kind of like a recorder. What do we have? This is Mind the Fish. <laughs> and In case you weren't aware. <laughs> Another cue from the film that we love is called Mind the Fish, and this is probably the biggest climactic moment in the film. Rosalind is racing to stop a certain wedding from happening, and I think this is the biggest we get in terms of sonics. Uh, the full orchestra is playing, we've got drums, electronic percussion, synthesizers, uh, and it's a pretty big, tense action beat for this film. But the hardest thing, I think, of composing this, which I think is one of the cues that we revised and kind of smoothed over the most was that it involves it also involves a really big comedic um, yes closure so that was a real challenge of being able to kind of like land the joke that's been set up throughout the movie mm -hmm. 
Um, and on top of that, it, it's also like the biggest action and the biggest kind of like adrenaline rush. No, 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 no. Oh my God. Uh, you, you get out of my way. No, it's not real. Julia, it's alive. Get a grip, Rosalind. Now what? Most people will never hear this, but our dog, Bark, is hidden in this queue. <laughs> uh, always at the dramatic moments.